Today we're on 107a, and we're going <coughs> to discuss a topic that not, we don't know so, too much about until now, and now we're going to know a lot more about it, called Mian. Mian, and uh, we've actually talked about it, uh, it's, it's come up a few times. Um, what happens is that uh, a woman marries a man, and she likes to marry him, and uh, he passes away without children. And now the Torah wants her to consider marrying his brother. And the Torah wants the brother to marry her. Uh, and many times uh, it doesn't appear to them that it's a good idea. But there's a mitzvah. So um, they have to decide between themselves whether they want to do yibam or chalitza. And even the court gets involved. Sometimes if they think it's not a good idea, they talk to him and they say, in fact, in last week's and uh, we were talking the last few days how they, they even sometimes trick him to make sure he doesn't even think about doing Yibam. Even if he wants the money. They try to trick him because we don't want him to, she doesn't want Yibam. It's not the appropriate thing in this circumstance. It's not hugging. It's not good for her. There is another solution, though, and that is uh, sometimes in those days people got married as a minor. And really, biblically, Minat Torah she wasn't at an age of consent. Now, there is a way where her father can give consent for her, but that's only in certain cases where the father's alive and he does it. But if the father's not in the picture and it's her mother and her brother who uh, went ahead with it, and we talked about the circumstances that they lived in, which were terrible, that if a girl was unmarried and she didn't have a father to protect her, she could be taken advantage of. Um, if the people knew that there was no man in the house. And so it was, uh, they had to marry them off. But what if she decided that whoever they married off to, she doesn't like? Or in our case, she liked him, but she doesn't like his brother. That's totally, that's totally fine that she, she never signed up for him. So she has another way out, and that's called mian, which is under certain circumstances, she can petition the court to nullify her marriage. Uh, literally, the word mian means to refuse. She can opt out of marriage. Uh, and so now we're going to talk about what are the parameters of that. Now, we actually had a different case where she could, if she was married as an adult and it was, a, uh, it was done under false pretenses. That was a little bit different. It used a similar word. There, it's not that she's refusing, it's that she... Uh, she, um, there, certain things were hidden from her, and she never agreed to marry the man. The man that she agreed to marry is not the one she got. That's a different story. Here, she uh, was married off uh, younger. Again, we have no idea whether they were physical or not physical, or the, they put his name on her, or he agreed to protect her, and they would wait till she grew up. Um, I, I've read stories from 150 years ago. It was relatively common to marry off people before Bar Abbas Mitzvah in many countries. You know, places, uh, think more like the Balkans, you know, like the Romanias and Czechoslovakias and uh, uh, Yugoslavias. Uh, I don't know exactly where or how long, but it wasn't, it, it, you know, today we look at and you talk about a, a girl before Basimitsa getting married. It's like, what planet were they from? You know, it's child abuse. But in those days, it was relatively common. Does mean only, I'm sorry, only by Yibum? Or it can, it, uh, she has this right to, of refusal in other scenarios? And, and other scenarios as well. It's just it comes up in Mian because now she has to deal with a husband who she never bargained for. 
This is somebody she didn't, you know, the older brother nobody ever talked about. So all of a sudden she has to deal with him uh, and uh, he, uh, he might want to inherit the estate and want to do Yibum and she doesn't want to fall to him. So she has this, and there's cer- certain circumstances when she was married off as a minor, she's able to nullify the marriage that way and then we don't have to deal with trying to get chalitza or anything else. So that's... Mm-hmm. Just to throw it out there, if it's not the right time, fine. But uh, if uh, a girl uh, falls to Yubom, unfortunately, but she's less than the age that Miyun applies, because remember that was like closer to 11 or 12 years old if Miyun takes place, what would happen to her? Would she have to go through Yubom at age 9 or 10? Or... Uh, so we'll talk about it. Um, it's going to come up, hopefully. The, um, it, the, I guess the question would be if the... Uh, um, she she could in theory do me in, but whether she's not even old enough to know what how to do me in, you know, could she then do me in after she gets yibum? Like that's a that's like a whole interesting question. Like the in theory, until she's bat mitzvah, she could opt out of the. Um, what's happening here? We're discussing where she she was married to the first husband uh, rabbinically, uh, and she can opt out of that. And now she has zika to her husband's brother. She has a Zika band. She has a... So the question is, can she do Mian to get rid of the Zika? And again, it, it's come up here because she never bargained for him and she... Uh, the easiest thing for her to do instead of finding her husband's brother and getting a release from him is to petition the court, you know, just forget about the marriage. Uh, her husband died. They didn't have children. It's nice and clean. She just wants to retroactively remove the marriage. Now... They had a marriage, they had a band, they had wedding pictures, uh, uh, but uh, the question is, how does this mean work? Okay, let's see the Mishnah. So, uh, we're going to get a nice argument between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. We haven't had that. Some people enjoy Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, just looking into what are those arguments? What are they about? You know, can you find a... Uh, and they try to find a, a philosophy to connect the different arguments. Well, Beis Shammai has always taken this view, and Beis... And, and you know we are guilty of that too. We always want to say Beis Shammai is strict and Beis Hillel, but it's, it's really much more complicated than that. But each argument is a gem in the sense that you you uh, you see their opinion. So let's see. Beis Shammai Omrim ain't. Mm-hmm. What happens? What happens to the state if he, she opts out of the marriage? That's a good question. Um, I guess she's not going to get it. Uh, but uh, what about the estate? What about the estate? I wonder if they had prenups in those, in those days. That, uh, yeah, uh, it, um, yeah, in the Mian case. Because if, if she's saying she was never married to him, so I believe that she's, uh, if she does that, she's saying she's not going to inherit him. And then it would end up going to his relatives. Um, you know, it would go to his father, if his father's alive, and then, or to his brothers. The brother may inherit a part of the estate. But uh, uh, the brother that she wasn't going to do even with anyway, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. So he is a relative, it could yeah. be that, but uh, She's not gaining anything other than yeah. she doesn't like the guy, right? Yeah. Right, uh, but that's a good point. We'll have to keep that. We all, we all have a good point. Well, we'll, we'll but, so we're asking about two things. Um, uh, Richard was asking about uh, what if she's too young to do me, and, and is there a can she even do Yibam later on, uh, Mian later on to the second husband? It's still before her bas mitzvah. And then Steve was asking about the estate. So let's keep both, both those in mind. Uh, a lot of times, if we had time to do the Tosos, they would deal with that. But we're, we're on that chapter. So let's see. 
Beishamai said, this only works during engagement. Uh, in other words, they had a year-long engagement. She could opt out of the engagement and, uh, and opt out of the brother. But if they actually were married, Beishamai says, you can't do me in. It's a terrible, uh, I, meaning the idea that a woman is married one day and then just walks out uh, and doesn't need a divorce and then takes a new husband, just like that. Um, it's, uh, we're concerned about that because uh, that, that, that easily could lead to uh, other types of things. So, uh, Beis, uh, but Be'i Shammai says this can only be done for an Arusa and engagement. Be'i Shammai says, no, Arusa is both. Be'i Shammai says, Mian can be done to the husband. But if she waited till the husband died and now she wants to do it to the husband's brother, too late. It needs to be, she needs to get her act together before he dies and before, and, and opt out much earlier, uh, but she can't do it, she, it's too late. If she was married to him and then he died, she went to his funeral and she mourned him, she can't turn around and say, well, I wish I was never married to him and now I don't want to marry the brother. Basil says, no, they can, they say, it's got to be in front of the guy. She's got to say to his face, I don't want you. Beis Hillel says, Bifana Shiloh Bifana. It doesn't have to be in front of him. Beis Shamri said, it has to be in a formal court. Beis Hillel says, Bebeisim Shiloh Bebeisim. So uh, you get a, right away a picture that Beis Hillel was very chilled about this Mian, was very allowed Mian under many circumstances, and Beis Shammai was very strict under very limited circumstances, allows Mian. Now let's let him fight it out. Omerlam Beis Hillel Beis Shammai. Beis Hillel said to Beis Shammai, you could, this is a tool for her. She was married as a minor. She shouldn't be bound by what her, her mother and her brother put her into. And it, she could even do it. Every guy they throw her at, she can say, not me, I'm out of here. Four or five times. <laughs> There's no limit to what her mien could be. If she doesn't like the first guy they put her up to, that's it. They don't get to try again. We don't get to try to, you know, do some matchmaking with this girl. If she don't, she don't like it, we don't, we don't then try to pair her off with another husband, you know, and, and see if that works. You know, it's like throw, you know, she didn't work with the last one, so let, let's try marrying her off again. Uh, what, so what do you do? Like Beisham, El Mayenis, she does mean. Umam Tedis, Ashitigdo, and then we wait until she gets older. This may address like what Richard was saying. And then she does mian again when she's old enough, and then we let her get married. But we don't, if the mian, there are certain girls, I guess, that you can marry off, and they'll be fine with that. And then there are other girls that have their own opinion about things, and uh, they aren't happy, so you just put them on hold, wait till they're old enough to do their own thing, and then they do it again. So it, 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 it raises a number of questions. Uh, it's almost like... Um, Beis Hillel looked at Mian differently than Beis Shammai. Beis Hillel was very easily to, to make Mian, and Beis Shammai is very limiting. But let's see the Gemara. So on the Mokhul, I'm Who, is there a certain age that she has, if she's like seven or eight years old, can she do Mian, or does she have to wait till a certain time? I, I think she could. I think she could. Well, like Beishamai, she has to wait until she's older to do it again. Uh, in other words, she could, it's interesting like Beishamai. Beishamai said she does mean, but she's, 
the question was, if they, well, she's me, and so she's eligible. She opted out of that marriage, so let's try another man. <laughs> so Veshavai said, you can't do that to Jewish women. You know, you don't just try out another man, try out another marriage. Uh, let's wait till she gets older and she can decide things for herself. Um, but according to Beis Hillel, it sounds like Beis Hillel would allow a minor mian, <laughs> a minor to do mian. So you're asking how old you got to be. I mean, if you married somebody off as a little girl, and she's, um, I think she would petition the court and almost like the court could decide if she knows what she's asking for and if she's, uh, um, they would, uh, is it enough that she, I guess the question is if they petition the court, does the court automatically have to grant it? Or uh, could they say she's too young, she doesn't even know what she's saying? Uh, but let's begin. Um, let's see the Gemara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do recall that there was an age parameter for me in somewhere like around 11 or 12. And Rick brings down here in the notes that uh, to look up in Mida 52b and the Shulchan Aruch Eben Ezer, where the exact age limit for me is addressed. So, so I'll take a peek in Nida and I'll let you know. Okay, usually the limit is when it's too late to do me in. But what we're asking is, is there a, is there a stage where it's too early to do me in? That's, that, right? that's, that's, that's the question that we're having. Um, we did have, uh, there's an earlier age that we talked about, like somebody just having da, you know, the ability to, to uh, distinguish. Uh, that's what we call the futos. Uh, we had that before, maybe that, that she would just, you know, like the, uh, some level of knowing what she's uh, asking for. But let's see the Gemara. Why does the Beis Shammai say it's too late to do miyan? Because we have a rule that you can't be sort of married. You can't do a trial marriage. Uh, Tanai means make marriage conditional on certain things, and if you don't like it, you're out of that marriage. Uh, and if you could, a girl could opt out of a marriage, could refuse that once she's fully married, people will think, they'll think that you could do a marriage trial. Yeah, try it out a little while. If you like to move in with a guy, see if it works. Uh, that, that's what you might think. So therefore, Beishamai said, we don't allow Mian once they're married. She'll need a regular divorce uh, to get out of that marriage. Uh, uh, just, and a divorce takes time and it's complicated. There's a cost involved. Mian is just, they go to court and say, well, uh, she doesn't like the guy. She's out of here. So, uh, Shammai is saying that if you're going to allow that, people, they won't really know, was she a minor, she's not a minor, they don't know how old she was, in those days people didn't keep good records how old they were, They'll, they will say, well, she married under certain conditions, the conditions weren't kept, if you don't like the marriage, you just uh, walk right, you just walk out of it, and um, sometimes a woman might feel that she, she never agreed to this and she walks out, not realizing that she needs a divorce, that she's still considered married, and so they were afraid that people would uh, uh, take it. So really, even though Mian should work, Beishamai said no. The reason they don't accept a Mian after a marriage is that they were afraid that people would assume that there's a Tanai in the Suan, that there's conditions for marriage, and if you don't like the way it happened, that uh, uh, you could uh, quickly walk out of that marriage. And, and uh, no, a real, uh, an adult marriage would need a divorce. Um, that's what Beishamai said. Next question, Niknas of the Chuppah. So according to Beishamai, what happens if they didn't actually, she didn't move in with the guy, but she had Chuppah with him, below Nivola, she didn't have relations. So according to, if the reason is that you're afraid people will think once you're married, you shouldn't walk out, would Beishamai, she technically, she is 
uh, not in a, an arusa, she's in a sua. She had chuppah. But would be Shammai, according to that, he should allow her to do mian even after chuppah. Lefisha ain't tenai bechuppah. Because chuppah also, once you have chuppah, it, you can't just say, I changed my mind. Or Musa shluchay av, what happens? In those days, sometimes the woman lived in a different city and the husband sent messengers to pick her up. Uh, so those are called the shluchay habal. So the messengers of her father sent her to the messengers of the husband. What about then? Could she just stop it? And my Meaning the father was sending her away? Or? Correct. In other words, he married her off to a man that lived out of town. And uh, he, sent the, uh, he sent his uh, Amazon to pick up the, uh, uh, the delivery people came to pick up the order, so to speak. And uh, she takes a look at them and she says, she doesn't like this. She says, I don't want to go. So do we let her stop at the court and say, I, I, I don't agree to this uh, or not? So, uh, so if the problem is that we don't want people who are fully married opting out, and all of these cases, she's not fully, she didn't move in yet. So the question is, like Beishamai, who was afraid that married women will pop out of the marriage. Uh, but in all of these cases where it's not fully consummated, would Beishamai allow her to opt out? That's the question right now. So if you just look at the Mishnah, the Mishnah is not mentioning any age. She could be 45. Right. There'll be another place, there'll be another place yeah. where we mention at what age it's too late. Uh, but our question yeah. is, not, Beishamai said if she's engaged, she can do mian. But if she's Nesua, if she's fully married, she can't. And the, we said the problem is, is we don't want married women to just think they can change their mind and go home and uh, just pick a new husband just like that. No, you know, married women need a divorce. And this is too dangerous, this idea of refusal, uh, once she's fully married. So our question was three questions. Well, what about if she didn't consummate the marriage yet? And what about if she, uh, um, uh, what about if uh, she wasn't delivered yet? She was on the way. So our question was, in those two cases, would Beishamai, why wouldn't Beishamai allow her to opt out? So the more said, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my assumption is that you're correct, that the father didn't marry her off. It was the mother and brother. And this just means that they're messengers for the father's house. That's what I think you'd have to say. The estate. The estate. Uh, but that's a good point. I, um, if I'm, uh, I'll have to look around to see if I'm incorrect, but I, that's what I believe the Gemara Mir. Because you're correct. If the father actually married her off, then, then there would be no option of Mian. So it, it must mean his estate. So that's where Mian does come in. That's where Mian comes in. Right, that's, but, but, but he's asking, it says, av, that the messengers of the father, which implies that he's alive. Um, I'm wondering, what if the, is there any, can the mother marry her off without the father like being around to agree? Is, is there such a, uh, this idea that rabbinically the mother and brother can marry her off, how does that work? What if the father, the father is just, uh, he, he's not involved. He tells the wife, if, you know, you, you, you think it's a good idea, you take care of it. So would there still be, uh, is it possible to marry her off uh, if the father is there and not involved? Uh, that's, that's a good point as well. But uh, you would have to... What? There's a, there's a Rashi, it's by the, by the little 
Yeah, yeah, in the middle of the Rashi, yeah, he talks about Rashi says it doesn't mean the Av, the Yeah, yeah, so Rashi Yes, so Yeah, and it says right? Yeah, so yeah, so Rashi seems to say you're right. So he's answering no, that. Yeah, she's got to be. There's no father right. in the picture. Yeah, yeah. So Rashi's addressing that. Okay, very good. Back to Gemara. We're we're all hitting good points. So uh, so the Gemara says so. According to Beishamai, there's no reason to not allow the Mian because she didn't. She wasn't delivered yet. So the Gemara said low plug rabbanon. Basically, the rabbanon made a low plug. They made a decree that you can do uh, that once if she's if if that she's uh, has had this. Um, basically, if it's anything more than an arusa, if she's had any form of nisuin, it's too late to do uh, mian. Well, Beis Hillel wasn't worried that uh, people will come to nullify marriages just like that. Well, Beis Hillel. Now, by the way, we're like, like light years ahead. They have foreign cultures where they marry off these young brides, and these young brides are stuck, you know, whereas Chazal knew that sometimes the girl might not like what was arranged for her, and she just, you know, very easily she can... And that's you know, what they said, you know, yeah. like by, by loving, had, loving had daughters, right? Yeah. Older for the older, the younger for the younger, and they were contracted. Yeah, Families yeah. Families were contracted, and, that, and you were stuck. And they were, right, but Chazal, they, they allowed it as long as... When people were fully married, they just didn't just jump out of the marriage. But okay. So, but that's a question on Beis Hillel. But the Beis Shammai has a good point. If Beis Hillel is going to allow refusal and girls to just walk out of their marriage, so aren't they going to have a problem that, that all kinds of women are going to walk out of their marriages? And uh, so Beis Hillel made a the Nesuik Tanadurabon. Everybody knows that when a minor girl gets married, it's not, it's not 100%. It's only rabbinically. And therefore, there's no danger that a, an adult marriage people are going to just walk out of. Uh, this doesn't happen all the time. It's with an orphan. It's very specific circumstances. So we have these two arguments. Rabbi Yosem, which are time to Beishamai, they learn a different reason. The reason of Beishamai is, adam oso bila bilasnus. They say that a person doesn't want to have his marriage retroactively make him unmarried. Because if he was really unmarried, then he was, uh, um, in Judaism, it's an embarrassment to have relations with a woman not in marriage. That's considered znus. That's considered a, a prostitution. It's considered straying. It's, a, it's such a shame. Our culture has been working for 50 years to make that legitimate thing, you know, to have marriage uh, relations out of wedlock. So it was an embarrassment. Like a, a, a person wouldn't even conceive of it. To, he should have relations with a woman outside of a marriage you know, it was like unheard of. Uh, it's like crazy. Who would, t- you know, that's the women aren't toys. You know, what is, uh, the whole whole purpose is to, to be married in holiness. And uh, uh, so a man would not want to have his marriage uh, removed. Um, and so therefore, uh, they didn't, uh, didn't allow this after a formal marriage took place because we, it's just, uh, that's not a, uh, it's not a, a, the, the idea of retroactively making them married um, so uh, that's the reason of Beishamai, that it only applies when they're engaged. So the Gemara said, 
But what if they weren't fully married? If somebody doesn't want to have a wedding that wasn't a real wedding. But what happens if they gave her over to delivery already? So why can't she opt out? They didn't want to differentiate. According to Beisela, since when you have Kedush and Ksuva, it doesn't look like he was doing hanky-panky. In other words, it's not so terrible to nullify a marriage. It doesn't look like people aren't going to accuse him of grabbing a girl and doing the, something that no Jewish person would ever consider. He, she has a Ksuva. He had a wedding. So it's not, it doesn't, it's not a... The question is, having Mian, will that interfere with the institution of marriage? People are going to have all of a sudden be marrying young minor women and, and trying them out, right? No, so he's saying that, no, it doesn't work like that. Even when they get married as minors, and even when they can refuse, it doesn't look like Bilasnus because they, uh, they have a ksuva, they have a, a marriage. Repapa says, Tamir Bey Shama, he says there's a different problem over here. He says the problem is Mishum Pri. He says that uh, when people get married, there's a dowry, and they bring money in the estate. And if the girl can opt out, you know what's going to happen? Uh, Beishamai uh, did it for her sake, did not allow her once she was fully married to opt out, because if she opts out, she's not going to get her, her property back. He's, not gonna, he's, he's going to uh, use it all up. And so he's going to use up all her fruits. So time into Beishamai, but actually Beishamai, their reason also has to do with the fruits. So let's explain. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Now, we thought this was all, uh, in, the, in the end, according to this view, it's all about the money. Everything has to do with the money. Some, there is that view that there's a, a certain skeptical view in life that everything boils down to money in the end. And if you look at every, I just follow the money. So, uh, so that's, we want to say this argument has to do with following the money. So he explains. So, if you're going to say a woman who's fully married could opt out of her marriage, can refuse, then uh, it's for her benefit because he's going to, he's, she's never going to see her property back again. It's much better if she just gets a formal divorce and gets all the property back. But if, if she can just walk out, he's going to make sure to use up all the dowry. The so so flamethic kindly because she's going to dump her. If he, if, as long as she can just opt out, so he's going to use that to use up all the money and uh, before, base, she, before she does that. Before she does that. Beis Hillel says, Adarabba. He says, the, he says the other way around. If, if she could opt out of the marriage, he's going to treat her very nice because he wants to keep all of her property around. If I don't take good care of her property, her, her relatives are going to say, this husband of yours, he's not a good, uh, he's not a good breadwinner. He's not good with the uh, property. You know, you should opt out of the marriage. So it's interesting that the Gemara looked at it two different ways. Uh, where is the, is the incentive to, for him to take care of the property or is it for the incentive for him not to take care of the property? He says uh, a person isn't going to go to the trouble of getting married if she can opt out. In other words, the whole idea was that in certain cases, an orphan needs to be able to be married. And if you're going to allow her to just change her mind, wake up one morning in the first fight and say, I'm going home, he, no one's going to ever marry these orphans. He says, no, they're not going to do that. 
he and she uh, 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 will go through the trouble of getting married to a minor. I, maybe she could opt out. People like to pretend they're married. They, uh, in our society, single people don't have it easy. The person, it's like, uh, he's, all he's got to do is like adopt a minor, and now he calls it his wife. You know, he's married. He, now he gets to wear a talus and shul. You know, and now she, uh, she can wear the shaitol, and, you know, she's, uh, they, they, uh, uh, our question was, would people bother getting married if it's so easy to just petition the court and say, I changed my mind, goodbye, you know, so he's saying that, no, it, it, overall, you don't have to worry that people won't get married, uh, in, in the society, people, they like to be married, okay, moving on, so then the question was, can you do me and only for the husband? Um, so, again, we're just pausing. We're seeing this was very radical, the idea of Mian. Uh, in theory, it should work because she was not biblically married. She wasn't married according to Torah. So why can't we allow her just to go out? They were afraid that the whole institution of marriage would become shaky. Uh, people have ways that they can date women and have relations with women and not be bound to it. And uh, well, all kinds of terrible things could happen. And uh, if we married women think that you could do it and just tell them that you're not really bas mitzvah yet and uh, this and that. So uh, the question was the danger that Mian would present. Do we have to worry about that or not? Or at the end of the day, uh, the, her husband and brother uh, thought they were doing good by her. And uh, she doesn't. It, it, she's she's discovered that it's not good for her, and she wants out. Why shouldn't we let her petition the court? That's all. That's all boils down to the question. Or we do under certain circumstances. What are those circumstances? So Beishame said she could do it only with the first husband, not with the yavam. Om Revosha, Mayenis Laman Maro. What happens if the yavam proposed to her, and so the, when he, uh, meaning the yavam uh, did mimer to her. So, uh, so uh, he didn't actually marry her yet. So uh, this view is that she could do me in for that. But uh, if, if there's just Zika, she can't remove the Zika. What's he saying? Maimer means he gets down on one knee and he proposes and he gives her a ring. That she's a minor. She could undo what he did. Zika... Zika de Balkorka, the Yibam has nothing to do with it. We don't ask the woman if she wants to uh, have Zika, lo Matzi Akra, she can't get rid of. Umar says, Baribia de Balkorka. Well, when you do Yibam and have relations, they don't necessarily have to ask if they want to do Yibam. Umatsi Akra, and you could still uproot it. Uh, uh, we're getting confused as to why we would not allow her to do Mian. Uh, if there was a, uh, if the Yavim uh, proposed to her. So Mara said, Ella, Biu, Maimer, Avid. Since these are actions that he does, he does, he decides to marry her by living with her. And he decides to marry her by giving a proposal, Matzi Akra. So she can say she doesn't want to have anything to do with his actions. Zika, whereas the Zika, Derechmana Ramiela, that's a, that God gave to her. Lo matzi akra. If God, if Hashem uh, gives her zika, that can't just be undone with mian. Mian, a man-made marriage, things that people did, this girl can say, not for me. She gets old enough to decide it's not good for her. We let her undo. A spiritual thing like having zika, where the Torah asks a woman uh, to uh, connect to her husband's, uh, keep her husband alive by uh, marrying the brother, that's a, uh, that didn't come from people. That came from Hashem. That needs chalitza. We can't just let her opt out from that. 
Ula says, my genocide. No, he says she can even do mian from Zika. My taima nisui kamika akra. Because she's not undoing what Hashem did. She's, she's getting rid of the first marriage to the husband. In other words, she's the, if, if she was never married to the husband, she'll, she never got the Zika bond. Zika bond comes from being married. And if she can uproot the marriage, so then she never gets the Zika bond. Okay. So we're having a slight argument here whether uh, this idea of mian can work from, for Zika. Eisve, Rav Aluya. Can we fuse the Zika? Correct. Well, that's... But if Mian is only a Durabanon and a Zika is already, we know that Zika is the Orisa, so how would a Rabbanon remove because the Orisa anyway? By removing the first marriage. Oh, is she, oh in other words, mm-hmm. she only could have done Mian, though, when the guy was alive, not after he died. Once she according, died. according to Beis Shabbat, according to Beis Hillel, she could. Um, that, that's part of our discussion. Can she still do Mian even after the guy died? Well, why, if the guy died, couldn't she do me in? I think he's asking because the Zika has already kicked in. Right. So that's exactly what we're. That's exactly the point we're discussing. Right. That's exactly what the Gemara is, is grappling with. Once the Zika kicks in, is it like too late to say, "Oh, I don't want that"? Well, well, you were married. Well, like I said, you should have said something while the guy was alive that you didn't like that marriage. Now to say. When you meet the Torah, says, "Oh, you're going to get a mitzvah of yibum, and uh, it's a spiritual thing." And, and then she says, "Well, uh, it's too. It, is it too late for her to now go back and say, well, I never really wanted that marriage.' Well, it's not true. You like that marriage. Uh, I just don't like the well, brother." The thing is, I like that one. I don't like this one. So, I forget so does me and work? So, uh, uh, so here's a question. So, what about if she could have done me and she didn't, and uh, the. Uh, the uh, there's a, so, several wives to choose from to for the brother to marry, and one of the wives is a woman who's related to him. So um, this gets back to the original uh, Mishnah in uh, the beginning of Yavamas. Again, it was a complicated case. What happened was a man was uh, married to several wives, and uh, he died without children, and now the brother uh, is being called upon to do Yivam, and he's meeting his. Uh, deceased brother's wives, and he discovers that one of his wives is a relative of his. But the one that's a relative of his was young, is young enough to do mian. So normally, if there's a relative, he can't marry any of the wives. All the co-wives are putter. But over here, since the one that's a relative turns out is young enough to do mian, we said that then he needs to give chalitza, because in theory, even though there's no yibum when one of the wives is a relative, since the relative might retroactively not be married, and then he would have to do yibam to the co-wife, so then we make him do chalitza, uh, just because the one of the one of the the one that he the the, the original wives that he was married to was a minor. So we said over there, Sarasakholatsabemis, you have to give chalitza a mai. Why don't you have her do Mia now and order Viti Akrilanisuakama and retroactively uproot her marriage? And then the co-wife could get yibam. In other words, the Gemara is saying that if you can always do yibam, even after, always do mian, even after you have a zika bond. So why do we have such trouble in the, in the case in the beginning where one of the wives was a relative? Why don't we have that wife do mian and then you could marry the other wife and undo the zika bond? So doesn't that prove you can't undo a zika, that there's no mian for a zika bond? So the Gemara said, 
It's different over there, uh, where it's a co-wife of a forbidden woman. The Tani Ram Mutaris um the question is to what extent do we allow Mian? So if she had done Mian when she was married, she can now marry his relative. Mian can get very sticky. In other words, she she's married to him. She doesn't like him, but she likes his father. She likes his brother. So she meets him now. She's living with him, and she, she likes another. So technically, she could refuse his marriage and then go marry his other relative. No other marriage can you do that, because usually when you're married, you're forbidden to the relatives. So if she did me and she refused her uh, before he died, so then Shmutzer Lavi. But Yavim, but if she refuses the Yavim, Asr Laviv. Uh, then we don't allow her, we don't allow a complete refusal after the husband died. Alma, what do we say? The reason was is that when the first husband died, she went to the funeral and people, they, they sat shiva and she looked like the wife and he, he, she looked like a daughter-in-law. So it would be fun if she were now to marry him, everybody would say she's marrying a relative. Over there, it looked like one of the wives was a relative of his. What we're trying to say is, even though there's a concept of undoing a marriage, under certain circumstances, we don't totally undo it. What about if she just refuses one brother, meaning that there's two brothers, and one of them introduces himself and says, I'm the one, and she looks at him and he looks sketchy, and she runs to the rabbi and says, no, I'm not going to, but, you know, I consider the other brother. Can she do a half mean? That's the next question. Can she half refuse? So Rab says, uh, He says, that once you refuse, she can't marry either one. Just like when a woman gets a divorce. Once you're not marrying, uh, you're, you're refusing the Zika bond, so you don't have it with anybody. Here also, you can't, do half, you can't get rid of half the Zikabon. Shmuel says, No, she can do a half mean. She can say, not this brother. Aye, what about divorce where you can't do half divorce? Uh, he's doing there, he's doing the action. Uh, and so basically he's said that she's not going to be the one. So once that house isn't being built, you can't, you can't do it with the other brother. Over here, it's just the woman who's saying, she uses two words. She says, I don't want him, I don't need him. I'm not sure exactly what the, I'm not great with these two Aramaic words, uh, but they, it's like double. Uh, um, it's, she's saying that, she, this, uh, so she, she doesn't want to marry this guy. So the Lord says, but she would take the brother. He says that she could even change her mind and marry him. If she refuses him, so basically she could marry him as her yavam, or she could marry him as a, as a bachelor. Either way, she could marry him. Mian just says that she's dissolving her marriage. But it doesn't mean she can't change her mind and marry him later. Lema, what are the arguments? He says you can't do me into your to your zikabad. So when is that? If there's only one yavam, If there's only one yavam, then you could uproot uh, to one. But over here, there's two yavam. To ain't me and lachatzi zika. You can't uproot half a half a zikabad. He says no, you could do it half. They don't agree. Who's who's the one who doesn't agree? Rav Rava. 
Some people say Ravasi. So uh, what's happening is that we're getting in, into a multiple opinion argument about what happens when there's multiple brothers and she's just uh, refusing one. So does she undo her whole marriage and then not have a Zika bond? Or can she like say, well, see, she's in the driver's seat because since she doesn't have a Torah marriage, technically she has the option to totally undo it. But can she just say halfway? Can she halfway undo it? Then we say, then we go to the next issue. Does it have to be in front of the man? said, well, I'll tell you a famous story about a good-for-nothing named Pishon, Mr. Pishon, Hagamo, the camel driver. Over there, Mina Ishto, there his wife said, get me out of here. I, I don't want to be married to that camel guy. She, she did a shaloba fun of. And so you see that you, can, you don't have to do it in front of him. That was a special circumstance because since he was a good-for-nothing, the rabbis allowed her to do a, uh, a quick kafusha. Since he was nasty to her, they allowed her to get out of the marriage without having to do it in front of him. Because he was eating up all of her estate. He was... Uh, it became clear that this guy, the uh, Pishan, the uh, camel driver, it was clear that he was uh, trying just to uh, steal her money and then he was going to dump her. So they quickly allowed her to mean out. So, Pshita uh, Nesuahi. But the Gemara said, well, if he's eating the fruits, that means she was married. Doesn't Beishamai say usually once there's a full marriage, she can't do mean? So the Gemara said, in that case, the rabbis did a double trick. They did a double thing. They allowed two things they don't usually allow. They allowed it to be done when he wasn't there, and they allowed to do it even though she was fully married. So uh, uh, basically what we're saying was that uh, there, under certain circumstances, even Beishame would admit you make an exception. There's regular mian, regular everyday refusal. You come to court and say, oh, forget about my husband. Oh, that happens all the time. But then there's, uh, that has certain rules. That's only if you were engaged, not if you were married. That's only uh, in front of the court, not in front of the guy. But uh, Beishamai said under the, with Pisha, and that was different. There they allowed the unusual. Back to the Mar. Whose opinion is that? That's like Beishamai who says you need a formal court. Even like Beis Hillel, Beis Hillel said, you don't need super-duper experts for me. But you got to have three. Where do we see this argument? It's got to be in front of a formal court. Beis Hillel said, you could do it in court, even not in court. But everybody agrees, even when it's not in court, you got to get three people. Rav Yossi Uda, Rav Lazar, Rav Shimon, Makshir and Bishnaim. They said even two, as long as you have witnesses. Omar Rav Yossi, Yuma, Omar Rav Nachman, Halacha, Osuzuk. He said we hold like that opinion. So now we're seeing three opinions about uh, the minimum size of, of who she does the refusal in front of. Beishamai says a formal based in. Uh, and then we said, do they have to be experts or non-experts? And then Basilo said, no, you don't have to be in Basin, but you need three. And then we had a view, even two. Beishami said, Timoy, she could, Vahamina, can she do me in more than once? Beishami said, once per customer. So wait a second. Uh, uh, the question here is, what, why, according to Beishami, it's one me in per customer, but why does she have to do it again when she gets older? 
Vahaminu Khanazim and she did it once. So Rishonim. We wait until she's a little older, a little more mature, and we say, Did you really mean to do your mean? <laughs> did you mean your mean? So Ula Omar Tartikan is two different things. Or she can refuse and she can uh, get older and she can get engaged. Or she can do me and get married right away. So, so this sounds like that she couldn't get married until she does a new me. That's correct. So you well, couldn't marry your own. I mean, well, I'm, before I'm, Bas Mitzvah. Right. right. According, I'm, Okay, yeah. according to Beishamai, that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. So Beishamai, that's why it says she's got to wait till she grows up. It should just say until she grows up. So Mar said, you're right, that's the wording is a little bit difficult. 